Hi, dolls. I'm thrilled to have you along for my next project, the So My Mom's a Therapist podcast. I'm actually going to be listening to your questions. So send me your questions in a voice memo to my email address, so my mom's a therapist podcast at gmail.com. Each week, I'm going to be answering those questions along with my TikTok buddy and producer, Andrew. And while you're at it, a great way for you to support this podcast is to rate, review, and subscribe. That helps us grow and reach more people, and it only takes a few seconds. Thank you for listening, and we're so grateful that you're here. All right, Lisa, how was your week this week? You know, it was it was kind of a... I, actually, it was kind of a rough week, and I did a video on TikTok about that and just was really transparent because I said, I think... I think why you guys, I think why you guys follow is because I am, you know how genuinely I care, but I also say that I just want to be really transparent. I'm having a rough week and just, but really inviting people into that space of like, there's going to be seasons where you can't see through the three, see through the weeds and you can't see what's on the other side of the, of that. And I, I couldn't last week. And so, um, and it was really amazing to like draw people into that with me. Um, and just to say, you know, my faith is such that I believe there is something better, even though I can't see it right now. And if you need to borrow my hope, you can do that too. Um, so having said that, I'm just coming off of an amazing weekend. So like, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I was like, I, I, was, I needed that. And then right at the right timing, um, a, a very sweet friend just totally treated me to a wonderful weekend. So, Oh, that's so great. How was yours, yeah. Andrew? It was good. I mean, we just got hit with snow over here, so it's kind of like, you know, not what I really need right now. No. But, you know, can't complain because it is getting lighter out. And, you know, I've been spending a lot of time on TikTok. And I was thinking about you recently because I was like, you know, I see that you did the video for Better Help. I did. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, what was the process like that for you? Can you say a little bit more about your decision to work with BetterHelp and like where where do you stand now with partnerships? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Yeah, you know, I'm I set out very clearly, like I'm like if I want to partner with anybody, if I want to be you know have an affiliate deal or um, or look for sponsorships or um, you know it, actually it found me. Um, this wasn't something I originally was seeking out and really decided from the get-go, I, I'm only going to do it if, if it's something I think adds value to a platform like TikTok. Um, so I've been very selective and very picky and um, very, I was really happy with BetterHelp, really checked out their app, really spent a lot of time looking. My, my cousin's actually a therapist with BetterHelp. Um, and so really liked them and thought it added value. Um, and I know there are other therapists who have different opinions um, about BetterHelp, but for me and what I thought was something that could be not, not a fit for everybody, but check it out and see if it's a fit for you. And um, so, yeah, that's why I chose to partner partner with them. Um, and it's, for instance, like you and I having this conversation, this is not better help. They're not paying me for this, but that's why I really wanted to pick things I believed in. So whether they were paying me for it or not, you know, I really would still want to promote them. And that's kind of, that's my test of like who I want to sign on with um, as, as we're growing, as you and I are growing and as TikTok is growing. Um, that was, that's definitely the piece, the piece I'm looking for. Oh, that's great. And you had a story to tell us about one of your experiences. With yeah, partner. I started, I started to tell you and then I was like, maybe we should wait. Let's wait and do this like on the, on the podcast. Um, yeah, so I, it is a gift. It really is. If anyone that grows a following, I think you are, you are fortunate enough. I really am so grateful for 
companies, products, services that reach out to me, but I get a lot of them. And, um, you know, right now I don't read all of them, but I really try to look through and uh, I have somebody else helping me read them as well. But really it was like, so I kind of skimmed through some of them. And this one, it's a really funny story. So this one, like last week, I got and it, I read through it real quickly. It was a swimsuit. And I was like, and I read through it really fast. And I just skimmed. And at the at the bottom of the paragraph, it's like, well, what we'd like you to do is, is be on our website. And then just let your readers know that you're on or let your audience know that you're on our website. And I was like, okay, so I went and checked out the swimsuit website. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, who watches my TikTok videos and is like, let's put that 40-something in a bikini on our website. And I thought it was so funny that, of course, I went home and told my kids, you know, who were, didn't, you know, of course, my children are like, ooh, gross. Like, who would want to do that? <laughs> and I thought it was so funny. Like, it was so funny. And I didn't respond because I was like, oh, I'll just let that one go by. But I was hiking with my my girlfriend, Andrea, um, last weekend. And I was telling her about it. And she's like, wait, hold on are the swimsuits cute? And I said, well, that's where the, the th funny part is. I really like the swimsuits. So I'm like, here, pull, pull up the email, read the email. And so she was reading the email and she's like, Lisa, that's not what they're saying. They're not wanting to put you in a swimsuit. <laughs> and they're like, she's like, they want you to do a video talking about what you talk about, relationships and dating and, you know, and, and, and promoting them for them doing a video of what you do. And I was like, Oh, oh, and she's like, yeah, actually, they're like wanting to give you some swimsuits for it. I'm like, okay, now, now we're talking. And so I actually reached out to the company and I said, funny story. And I told them the story and they wrote back and said, that's like so funny, absolutely hilarious. It was a time limit thing. So I was like, I don't know if I responded in enough time. And they were like, absolutely. And they're like, we want to send you some of our clothes. We want you to do a video in them. And it was so, first of all, I love their clothes. No, they're not paying me for this, but go check it out. Monday, it's called Monday Swimwear on Instagram, on TikTok. Really cute bathing suits, bikinis, beachwear. Um, this outfit I got is this cute little t linen top and pants, and I like, I'm obsessed with it, obsessed with it. And so it was so fun, and I almost missed it, like almost completely missed it <laughs> because like I thought, who, who looks like, out of all those little hot cuties on TikTok, who would watch my video and be like, let's throw that mom in a bathing suit? So it was funny, and it, it actually just made me laugh. Well, and you got free swimsuits out of it, which is great. I did. I did. And like, it was very, it was very, very fun. It was, uh, it's been a little treat in my life. And to be, I am so grateful for that. So incredibly grateful for that. Um, and so that's part of the perks, I guess, of getting to do this. Did not set out for this part, but boy, it's fun. All right. Well, let's get into some questions, yes. shall we? Yes. Let's dive in. Perfect. Okay. So I've been dating this guy for a year and a half and I really love him. But there's some things that I don't know if I can overlook. He's dirty, lazy, hasn't been working for the past year, and he doesn't really have any good reason to why he hasn't been working. He just doesn't apply. I was to pick up after him. His room is a disgusting pigsty. And I just think, well, this is going to be like when we get married. And I'm like, well, I don't want to deal with that when I'm married, but I love him so much. So should I just overlook those things because I love him so much? But then I'm worried, well, maybe I'm just overthinking it because I'm an overthinker. I always overthink everything. And I should just push that stuff to the side and be like, well, I love him. So it's okay. But I, I don't want to be taking care of someone. I don't want to be a mom to someone. And it's just really hard because emotionally, I feel like I can't break up with him because I want to have a life with him. I want to have all these things with him. But those things are holding me back. Mm. 
It's a good one. It is a good one. It is a good one because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, being in a relationship and part of them being like, did you hear her, Andrew? Like part of them being like, but I, I love him. I want a life with him. I want to marry him. And, and that's, you know, that's all heart. I mean, that's all emotional language. And yet at the same time, those things just really bug her. And so here's what I would say in that one. One is you definitely want to under, have a lot of understanding. If your friends from the outside tell you, just leave them, go dump them, like you deserve better. That's not going to work because they're not in the relationship. And so you have to have a lot of compassion and understanding for those very real feelings. And I kind of get in there that feeling of like, she's not leaving. And, and, and what I would say to that is to say, all right, first of all, sweets, when you are with somebody, you are with the whole package. And when you are with somebody, you are signing up for what they look like right now, not the potential of what they'll look like in the future. And I think definitely on the younger side, and boy, I would say I my little my little 23-year-old self, when she got married, oh my gosh, like did she live in the potential? Oh, so much potential there. He will grow up and he'll grow into that. And and what I would say is you are with the person you are right now, not who who they could become. And so you really have to say, if I were to marry him, this is what I'm signing up for. And a big one on this one is holding the whole circle. So when the part of you says, I love him, I want to be with him, that's the top part of a circle. And we want to round out the whole circle to say, yes, that's true, but what else is true? So if I'm with him, I'm signing up for the whole circle. The parts of him that love him and have all those good feelings and all those qualities I like about him, and the part of him that is doesn't have a job, isn't cleaning up after himself. And this, by the way, isn't gender related. This goes for any anybody. But you're wanting to say, based on the whole circle, do I want him? So we're actually going to change the question, not challenge the answer of the question. And that's what we need to do a lot in life. It's not asking, can I put up with this? It's simply not, and it's not even saying, but I love him. It's saying, well, it's the whole circle. And when I round out the whole circle, so every time I'm thinking of him, I'm not thinking of an of, of one or the other. And notice how she did that? I'm not thinking of how much I love him or how lazy he is or how messy he is. When I'm thinking about him, I'm only thinking of the whole circle because that's the whole person. And so we're getting out of that black and white thinking, all good or all bad. I love him or he's the lazy, lazy ass right? I'm saying, no, 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 that's not him. Even the part of you that says you love him, that's not the whole picture of him either. So every time we think of him, we want to hold the whole picture of him, the whole circle followed up with, and does that whole circle work for me? So we're going to shift our approach a little bit in how we're handling this. And if I look at that and say, no, no, I'm not okay. I'm signing up for a marriage. I'm signing up for a life where they don't have that drive or they don't, they, they don't pick up after himself. I say, and am I okay with that? And if you do choose to stay, there's the key word, I want you to choose. We're not going to punish him for the way he is. A lot of people would listen to this and be like, oh, typical guy. I mean, there's so many people that hate men or hate women. This is that group would be like, oh, no, no, you don't hate people when you've set your own boundaries. You don't hate people when you make your own choices. So I would say if you choose, if you stay, you choose to say and say, no, I'm signing up for this and I'm not going to get on his case because he's very clear with who he is. He's clear with who he is, right? He's, he's clear with who he is. It's more about, I have to shift and say to you, sweets, when I would talk to her to say, no, are you okay? You know, because we're not going to demonize him or, or we're not going to resent him for not picking up his clothes because you're choosing to stay and with this, how he is. And okay, if I am, then I'm also signing up to pick up after him. That's okay if it's worth it for you. 
That's okay if it's worth it. I mean, see, that's a very different than what a lot of people will tell you. No, you're not his mother. Nobody's asking you to be, but you're looking at the whole picture and deciding if you want to sign up for that. Sign up for that, right? And so that's that's the little the little shift that I would that I would make there. Little side note though, having worked with a lot of couples, being a therapist for and for a long time, I will tell you, one of the factors a lot of couples overlook and they don't pay attention to is that energy level and work ethic. Right? Everybody's like, no, we need to be able to communicate and trust. Uh, yes, yes. But I think up on that top of that list too needs to be energy levels. Can we run it about the same speed? Does one of us get wiped out or one of us and work ethic? You know, it's not about money, but about work ethic. Do we both work really hard or we don't more, both have more of a moderate or a mild work ethic? Because you're really going to want those to match or you'll end up resenting your partner. Usually the one with the higher work ethic will end up resenting the one that they don't run like they do. Wow. And I mean, we do have to say that we are in the middle of a pandemic. And I feel like I am more, I feel like I'm both of these people in this relationship because I am an overthinker and I am also pretty messy. Yes. You know, and it's like, there's something about, I think, the state of where we're at, where young people feel like they don't need to put into, they don't need to put an effort into their relationships with themselves, with their partners. And I think it's one of the side effects of the pandemic. Oh, so true. So true. And I'm glad you brought that up. First of all, this approach that I'm taking, it, it's not approach without compassion. And I think that's important. It's not a p- approach that's like, oh, too late. Sorry, this doesn't work. Bye. No, no. A- absolutely. Do I think there's a lot of people struggling with that, just taking care of themselves? Taking care. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different scenarios here, but a lot of people that got paid unemployment even who got used to not having to work right? Now, now when it's time to go back to work or now it's time to look for other jobs, not saying it's easy. I know it's difficult to to find jobs, but your body now has a new habit. It has a habit of not having to pick up after itself, leave the house, go find a job, go work. I mean, when you think about going back to work, by the way, we need to approach it as if you haven't gone to the gym in a year. How pleasant is that? I mean, we have to grow a muscle of endurance again, caring for ourselves, being out around people, work, working, working a full-time job or a part-time job. We got to build that muscle up, right? So definitely worth pointing out. And I'm glad you brought that in. You, you keep me soft, Andrew. You keep me, you keep me soft and remembering that. I think it's the other way around. Um, <laughs> all right. So here's our next question. Hi, Lisa and Andrew. I'm looking for some advice on letting go. I was in a relationship for about a year and when I began talking to this boy, he got into a massive car accident. He was in a coma for a few months and forgot who I was and I felt like I was in a movie. I was there for him. We had a lot of complicated medical needs going on. We were going to move in together eventually and he bought all the stuff to get a place with me. At this point, he was somewhat back to normal. And then we fell out as I was suspicious about his social media activity and he ended up ending things. He then got into a relationship with another girl just four months later. He took her to all the places I wanted to go to, as well as the places we went together. Their relationship's now ended, and he's sort of been in my life again. And we keep regular contact, and he claims to still care about me, but I'm not sure how he can say that after everything we've gone through. I'm having a really hard time getting over it. It wasn't even that long of a relationship, and I'm still really young, but it was intense, and I felt like he got rid of me once he was better. What do you think would help me move on? I'm currently doing my teacher training and I could do without all this extra stress on top of things. I don't know what's worse anymore, having him partly in my life, having no contact with him whatsoever, or him staying around me until he finds someone new. 
I'm already fed up of going over things over and over in my mind and it's just getting in the way of other things in my life. Also, I just wanted to say how wonderful your podcast is and how great your TikToks are. Keep up your good work and you're helping so many people. So thank you for that. Oh, how cute is she? Oh. I had to do it because of the accent. I love it. I know. I'm just, I think we're suckers for the accent, Andrew. I just love it. So this it just makes this, it sound like more sad. Yeah. Oh, I oh I know. I know. Do we just want to hug her? I just can we just like do a group hug? Um, you know, she, so this is one, you know, so you, so for those of you that don't know, you know, uh, we just got, and I say we, because Andrew has been doing a great job of running it, um, our Instagram up and going. And we are, we just started not too long ago, about a month ago. And Andrew, you're doing an amazing job with that. But she's one that DM'd me through that. And I do, I really go on and I really like to talk with people. And even though I won't answer like long personal questions, she actually is one, although it sounds much better with her, with her accent. So I'm so glad we're doing it this way. Um, but I had reached out and said, I think there's a lot of people that can relate to this can you put it in a voice memo um so those of you that are trying to get a hold of andrew or i the dms in our instagram is a great way, great place because we're not super big there yet and i love i love it i love i don't know if this is counter culture but i like small i like small because then i get to like chat with people and i can respond and i'm not i mean when i started getting messages on tiktok i just shut it off because there was like thousands right but i kind of like like I like small, like I like intimate and I'm getting that on Instagram. So if you've been trying to chat with Andrew and I, that's a good place to do it is, um, is on, in our Instagram, same name. So my mom's a therapist. I'm really glad. I'm really glad she decided to write in and send or to, to do her voice memo. I've made so much more meaning with her, with her little, with her voice and her accent. But I just thought this was one a lot of people could relate to this idea of breaking up and not breaking up, but just seeing what they do is so hurtful when they move on. Maybe then getting a toe back in and having them like half in, half out, but that causing so much anxiety in our bodies that never feels good. And then trying to figure out what to do fearful to move forward because you don't want to get hurt again. And so there's a few things I'd, I'd point out. One, when we're, I want to talk about breakups. And Andrew, I think it would be worth us doing like a whole podcast episode just on breakups. What, what do you think? Would you be up for that? We get a lot of questions about dating, like currently, current dating or like, you know, sprouting dating. So if you have a question or story about a breakup, you can email those to us. Yes. Yeah. If you email them to us, can we? Ha- can you tag it breakup questions in all caps in the subject line? Because I think we should do like even maybe a little mini series just on breakups. Um, by the way, you said a word there. Holy cow. We need to like, I don't, is that a word people use? You said like, we were talking about new relationships. You're talking about sprouting. Is that? That was that- just a thought that I had. Like it's, you know, just beginning. I love it. Like, wait, wait, I'm, okay, this, we're, we're just brainstorming aloud. I'm glad you guys can join. Can we do also a little, I think we need to, to do a little mini series called Sprouting, talking about like sprouts or sprouting, just about like new dating, new relationships. But I love that. I love, sprouting feels like just a really cool term. Yeah. What do you think? I use it in more of a career sense, like with me, like I'm a sprouting writer, I would say, but I can see it being played out in other things. Could, could we do that too? Is like like as people that are just like newly dating or trying to work on dating is oh, yeah. sprouting. I kind of like it. You're kind of like a bead when you're first getting with somebody and then you're sprouting when you like officially. Yes. I don't know. We oh, I like it. Merge? Yes. I don't, I don't know. I think we need to talk more about this one. I, I, I see something. I see something trendy coming our way, like sprout, and it can be just like a whole thing about like starting relationships or something like that. 
Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let us know what you think. Send us emails. Let us know what you think about about breakups and about sprouts, sprouting. Um, okay. So let's get back to the question. You know me. You know I can't stay on track very long. I have to go off on my on my tangents. So a few things. One is notice that she, even after the breakup, she was talking about his life. She he went, he took her to all the places we talked about. They did things that I dreamed about doing with him. They were together. And I would say, Well, wait, wait sweets, how how do we know all that? And you and I both know the answer to that, which is from social media right? Or if you've blocked, you look at their friends and see what they're doing and noticing that when you break up with somebody, it is no longer your life. When you break up with someone, what they do in their free time is no longer any of your business. Now, I don't mean that calloused and I don't mean that meanly. If anything, it's that protective mama in me who's like, look, Look what it does when you when you peek into the windows of their house after you've left the house. Is that pleasant or unpleasant? It's unpleasant every time. If I mean, you, you all know I work with a lot of teenagers and 20-somethings, and I'm telling you, as many times as they, have, as they have sat on that couch right there, never, never, when they're telling me stories about what their exes do after they break up, they're never excited. It's either, either it's hurtful and it's painful, or they're like, yeah, payback, right? I mean, let's just be honest. Those are, those are what we hear. Oh, they look like shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's what people, or they were at this party. They were with so-and-so. I knew they liked so-and-so. And what do you think about relationships where like they're dating this is another question from my friend what do you think about when a relationship is going full-fledged and then one of the partners starts to get a little curious about the things that the other person is liking on social media or because I personally have been that person and I've been kind of like I need to I know I need to stay in my lane and like the house like you were saying like I've kind of left that house even if we're both in our own homes or mm-hmm. even together but mm-hmm. going into somebody's like sometimes you know even if you come across somebody's profile and then you see that your ex or your current boyfriend or your person you're dating has liked it you know mm-hmm. this is like one of those things on social media that happens all the time with young people and then it's like oh, this sure. fire in me you know and all of us that experience this kind of comes out and it's like has nothing to do with the relationship or anything you know to do with the dynamic yeah well I think I think what you said there's really important and we may we may need to like ditch our, our next question and just answer that but there is a difference when you are dating somebody and when you are not when you are dating and I'm talking about exclusively dating exclusive like it's the two of you this is my person like whatever however you want to put word it when you're when then you're in the house you're in the same house, which means to me, you do, you're, there is space to look around, to ask questions. Now, you want to be careful there. And I, I really want to go into that more because you can lose yourself and it can be really unpleasant when you're looking always. It, if you go into investigating mode, you think it's going to make you feel better, but it, all it does is it works in like a hot second. And then like two hours later, 24 hours later, all those feelings are back and you want to look again right? And so we want to talk about that. Do I believe there's space in a relationship to communicate about that, about social media activity? Absolutely. But I want to address this separately because it's different. The minute you break up, as hard and as painful as it is, their life is not your life. And all that does is hurt you. So that's where I'd want to come in. And I'm really for separating, emotionally detangling when there's a breakup so that you can grieve and heal. And if you still have them like strung in and threaded in through social media, all it does, it's like an open wound and you're just aggravating it and poking it with a little stick. That's what's happening. So you recommend a full cleanse of the person once you break up. I I, I do. I I absolutely do. 
I do. I absolutely, because you need to grieve. If you've, the cost of loving well, the cost of caring for however short or long, and do not judge yourself. Do not judge yourself, even if it's a short amount of time. If you feel, you feel. If you feel, you feel. So you, the cost of caring is that painful heartache afterwards, and that needs to be healed. And if you don't, you will have a wound that never closes up properly. So you have to go through a grieving process, and that's very, very hard to do. Imagine, you know, most of you guys know my, my dad... My dad just passed away, and I'm watching my mom, because they were married for 53 years, go through a grieving process. Now, imagine imagine if my dad just kept popping up. She'd be like, well, wait, like, wait, how am I supposed to grieve you if you're still here? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's almost like I need you to be in the earth. I need you to be, a, like, in a different life so I can fully grieve. Um, and I think, to be honest, side note, with the work I do and, and, and just the experiences I see, I think that's why par- particularly divorce is so hard especially if you have children. You want to talk about a brutal pain is divorce with children because you now had thought you were going to spend your life with that person. And the tragedy is, is that you're supposed to separate. It's painful, a grieving process, and yet you still have to see the person on a regular basis. Yeah, that sounds like hell. It is. Oh, it is. I, I, think, I do not think it's, it's honored in our society as much as, as it is as much as it, as it should, as, I'm sorry, as it should be, is how painful, incredibly painful that process is. It's like they're, and I've heard people say, I would prefer them to be dead, not, I mean, not that they want to kill them, but I prefer, well, some of them, some of them maybe, but I would prefer, I would prefer that they would be dead because then I could grieve as opposed to them still walking around, which makes it a lot harder. Same thing with social media, going back to this sweet little doll. I would say, okay, note for next time, when we break up, we got to block everything, remove everything. And you can say, there will be a time we may choose to go back and that's okay. But the best thing for my heart or for the other person, if you left and you're not hurting, then you do it for the other person. If you left and you're not the one that left the relationship, the best thing you can do to honor the other person is to let there be a separation so you can emotionally detach and heal. And, and that, that needed to happen. That needed to happen with her. So let's talk about where she is now. Where she is now, though, is a sense of he's tiptoeing back in. And I would say I think there's that part of your brain that is there, that loves you, that is trying to protect you, that amygdala that is sniffing out threats, that is like does not trust this guy. And so I would say this this half in, half out is not, that's going to be a very painful place and it's going to be a very exhausting, emotionally exhausting place to be. So one of the, the one of the, the, the growing areas I would encourage you to work on, Doll, is one that says, okay... I I either need to get him, I need to either sever again and go through a grieving process again. And even where she is right now, it would be another grieving process. So I either need to to remove him and block him and give myself a chance to heal. Or I need to sit down with him, have a very direct conversation and say, this is what I would need in order to move forward. And be very, if you're the one that's been hurt and you're the one that feels like he, you know, he very much left and when he got back to a place, and that's, Boy, that's a tricky situation in her situation because I want to point out too what's unique about this is that you guys went through something really hard together. By the way, side note, if you happen to be dating and something happens, a catastrophic catastrophic event, an illness, a death, and you're with that person, it makes you intensely more connected. In, I mean, the, the bond there and the emotional bond because they were there in a moment of suffering so that you were there in his moment in a coma Oh my gosh, like that deep bonding is going to run so deep in you. And so we need to leave space to understand that, right? And so I have a lot of compassion for the connection that you feel, particularly because of walking with somebody through that, 
right? Uh, it has the potential of making you guys so much more bonded and stronger, or it has the potential of hurting that much more, which I would say is this case. So I'd say if you choose to stay, I would lay out very directly, very in this case, very black or white. Here's what I would need. Here's what I would need it to look like. Here's what I would need it to be like. Um, and and then you watch with your eyes. And that's one I don't budge on. If there's been a, if there's been cheating, if there's been somebody who left and then they want to come back, I set very strong boundaries. Yes, I hope it works, but in order for this to work, this is what I need. And I lay it out and I make sure I have somebody else bounce, you know, look at their eyes, bounce it off somebody to make sure it's reasonable. And then I stick to it. Because that, why do I say that? That is what is needed to rebuild trust. And right now your body does not feel like he is a safe place and you need to rebuild trust. And you have to do that by asking for specific things you need and watching with your eyes because that's what is what is going to build trust. And how long can it really take to rebuild that trust? I mean, it could take years. Yeah, it's it's different for everybody. Um, and that's the same thing. Um, I, I do, when you're asking for a lot of very specifics, Hold on a second. When you're asking, when you're asking for very specifics, um, if the if it's detailed, like I would like to look at your social media, and th- now you can lose yourself. Back to your point of what you were saying about saying for a friend, you know, you can lose yourself in looking at someone's social media. So you have to see: does this help me, or does it make me want to keep going back and keep going back and keep going back? Right? It's kind of like the girls that get a little bit too much plastic surgery, and it's not it's or, or Botox or plastic surgery, and you know the ones that it's not satisfying because it's like. Everything keeps getting bigger, like the boobs keep, boobs keep getting bigger and bigger and the lips keep getting bigger and bigger. And no, I'm not judging, but there's a difference between it being satisfying and it being never enough, not enough. Always have to go back and look. Right, right. You know I'm in California if I'm using examples like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. I live here. <laughs> so, and so I, you know, I think that's where I would, when you're dipping in. So I do a very, uh, this is just me, but I do a very short amount of time when I'm working with a couples that are trying to repair trust and I'll have them say, all right, do you want to do two weeks? Do you want to do a month? I usually won't go longer than a month with a lot of detail. That means asking to see their phone all the time. If, if there has been a rupture in trust, like cheating, you know, but a set amount of time to rebuild trust. If you're not getting any traction after a month of t- month or two, and I don't like to put li- timelines on things, but if you're not getting any kind of a sense after like a few months of like building trust or even a little, not a lot, just a sliver then you got to ask yourself, because what I don't think is fair is to make the other person pay for it for a lifetime. I don't. No, that, that ne- I never justify cheating. I never justify somebody like leaving a relationship for different reasons. It's not about that. But all you're going to do is make them miserable and make yourself miserable in the meantime. So you have to see, do I start to feel even a sliver of a little bit of something growing or feeling a little bit better? And that's where I work on from there as far as building, building trust. Um, but Let's just, you and I, I mean, I think we both can, the social media aspect is a hard one, Andrew. Oh yeah. It's, it's torture and it's, um, I want to leave it forever eventually, you know, like it's, it's weird because it's like this vessel for creativity or for marketing now that, um, or promotion or, or whatever it is. But at the same time, it's like. I either get that stuff like that on my feed or I get like real, I mean, in the gay, the gay side of Twitter and the gay side of TikTok and, and Instagram is really just like 
muscles and like shirtless pics. It's very similar to your bikini. You know what you <laughs> imagine every time you went on Instagram, there were pictures of girls in bikinis. Like that's what I'm seeing on the daily, and it's just like why? And they show it to you, you know, within the algorithm because they can tell yeah. that you're gay. So they'll like find things that like other gay guys are looking at, and it's just like. You know, and it really has contributed to a lot of like my eating habits and me being dissatisfied with that. And um, yeah, it sucks. And I think there's so many people that are struggling with it, but I don't know what the end re- you know, the end result really is or could be. You know, I, I like what you said because I think that's so true. I think, you know, the internet media, it does so much good. It also does so much damage. Right? Way more damage, I feel like. I, 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 I would tend to agree with you. I would actually ditch the good in order to ditch the damage. Because to me, it's it's so much, it can be yeah. so much damage. Well, and that's it. It's like the good is really just money when we say that. And like, there's guys that I know that have a following, you know, that's like about 200K and they get paid, you know, like four grand per post, but it's because they're jacked ripped. And it really has become like, to me, it's like a symbol of wealth is, is your body now. Mm-hmm. And like, people that that are on social media doing, you know, promotions because they have like a nice body, but they're not really bringing anything else to the table. I just think that's what we're kind of marketing ourselves after, you know? So it's really sad. Well, and like, and can bring you back to look what you were saying too, as far as, and it, it really gets underneath as far as trust issues in relationships. It really does. And it can create a lot of insecurity and people that aren't insecure. I want to say that again, because I don't think you can see insecurity rising up in you, even if you are not an insecure person, which is what frustrates a lot of people. Cause they're like, what the hell? Why am I acting like this? Why am I getting insecure? I'll feel like a pit in my stomach, wondering what they're looking at or seeing who they're liking. It's because you can, you can have an insecurity and be a confident insecure person. What basically that means is I don't like what they're doing. I don't like that you are looking at other girls in bikinis or jacked up guys um, because it doesn't feel very honoring to our relationship and that's okay, right? And because it, it just, it, the social media breeds so much and how do you handle that in a relationship? And I think, and I've had people on my TikToks who, I mean, one of, one of them blew up big because there was like a full-on war going out in my comments because I said, I think in a relationship, it is just fine every now and then, not all the time, every now and then to be like, hey, can we look at your Instagram? Can we look at your Instagram together? Can we look at who you're talking to on Instagram together? That's not insecure. Now, two times to do that. One, if you're building trust in the beginning of a relationship, I think that's okay. It won't always look that way, but to say as we build trust, as you're getting to know somebody. And periodically throughout a relationship, if there has been a rupture of trust, do I, can I ask more frequently? Yes. Now, if you're asking all the time that the person's like, babe, when is this going to end? Then, you, then we got to look and say, this is not helpful. This is not helpful because it's not securing and building trust. It's fueling it and making me more insecure. Do you see the difference? So the big key there is to say, when I look or when I ask my partner to look with me, which is what I like, is this, is this building trust or is it not? Is it just fueling a flame that's just still there and fire on fire? Yeah. Triggering. Yeah. Yeah. More to say on that, but I have been chatty today. I think I've been too chatty today. So well, we you better, know, you're a couple hours behind me. You're a couple hours behind me. So that's something <laughs> we better you know. wrap this puppy up before I launch into something else. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you all for your questions. If you have a voice memo question that you'd like to send us, you can use the voice memo app on your phone and email those to us at so my mom's a therapist podcast at gmail.com. 
We also want to ask you to please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. Lisa, did you have anything more to add? Just my ending that I always say, if I'm, I didn't set out to have a platform, but the one thing I'm going to use my platform for is to, 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 to speak on what I feel most, most passionate about. And that is be kind, be, be slow to be slow, quick to be kind and slow to judge. Be, be so kind. You have no idea what people are going through. Listen to people's stories, slow down and listen to stories this week. I want to encourage you to slow down and listen to somebody's story this week, because with listening comes understanding and with understanding comes more compassion and grace. And that is something we need more of in this world. Mm -hmm.